Hello Gemini friends, I'm Annie Botticelli and welcome to my Gemini November 2021 Astrology Must Knows Horoscope Forecast. Definitely go to AnnieHelpsYou.com where that, that is the interface between you and all of the free goodies that I make for you each month. So you definitely want to go there. You can see that link in the notes below this video when you click on the little more button with the arrow in case you forget the link by the time the video is done. Also, if you'd like to be an astrologer as your profession or you just love it and you wanna have more of it in your life and you wanna have a forum where you can ask questions and study and learn and help yourself and your friends and family, you will love my Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery course, which you can see at my school, loomlife.com, L-U-M-E, life.com. I also have free courses at my school there, including one on getting your finances revved up, so you can check all that out there. Two admin notes for Geminis to make the most of this video. First is that this is for you if your moon is in Gemini or your sun or your rising, or if you're a hardcore person that goes deeper, deeper, deeper into your chart, like your Mercury chart, your Venus chart, your Mars chart, this is for you. It will have pieces of your astrological picture. The second big must know is that if you are a late degree Gemini, so June 11th through the rest of the sign or 20 to 29 degrees if you know your degree, and the later in June and the later in degree, the more it is true that I suggest you additionally watch my cancer reports because you late degree friends have a more complex read and you really need the Gemini and cancer reports to fill in your astrological picture because of being cuspy. All right, so November is one of my favorite months of the whole year. Yes, we have the dramatic closing to the Gemini-Sagittarius eclipse cycle, which has been so crazy for Geminis. We're going to definitely talk about that. And yes, you are going to have your nerves be on edge in anticipation of the radical changes that are waiting for you. So there will be that stress there, but sometimes it's the stress of a good thing and sometimes it's the stress of the unknown that's not necessarily anything bad stress. It's just kind of the act, the active sizzling um, air of change is going to be surrounding you and you are going to feel that. It could cause some sleeplessness, it could cause some agitation or you know, um, excitability, and that's definitely going on. But even with that happening, I love, love, love this month. Okay, so here's a big must know as to why. We have more sweet aspects than salty ones, and we have not had that happen since May. So yay, all right? We have to count those blessings where we have them. Sometimes in recent months, we've had more salty aspects by a landslide. So we don't have that this month. And if you'd like a write-up of all of the aspects, sweet and salty, what they are, what you can expect from them delivered into your inbox one month early, you definitely want to sign up for my free email newsletter at AnnieHelpsYou.com. I only send out a few emails a month, and they are so content-rich with all kinds of goodies to help you make the most of the starry possibilities. So, but for our purposes here, put a star in your calendar from November 26th through November 30th, because that's when we have a nine beautiful aspect pile-up with seven of those beautiful aspects being on the 29th and 30th, but you will feel them days before and after. So the whole end of the month into the beginning of December, we've got this just really, really, really strong, positive energy that can bring blessings from the past and new blessings and new things being locked in for the future. It's very, very exciting. And it's very rare that we have an unimpeded flow of sweet aspects like that, which is why I'm mentioning it. So another major must know and why I love this month is that we're dancing in between the retrogrades of Mercury and Venus. When personal planets go retrograde, it really, really affects us. It doesn't have to be a bad thing, but it does bring the things that it brings. 
Retrogrades and direct movements are one of my areas or two of my areas of, of expertise. And actually you can see in my book, Planetology, which is in all major bookstores, in the brick and mortar actual stores, when you go in them, they're there, when you see them on the shelf, which is very exciting. And in the book, Planetology, I talk a lot about these retrograde and direct um, flows. And it's really important to know about these because it changes the rhythm and changes our experience. And the more you align with how things are going there with the tides coming in or out, the more ease, less frustration, the more flow and fun you can have in your life. So that's why it's so critical and why I talk about them so much. So you can liken a retrograde time to the tides coming in. So September and October, starting to kind of wear off towards the end of October, but the predominance of you know September and October were in a Mercury retrograde. The tides were coming in. Imagine trying to throw a bottle, a message in a bottle, out when the tide's coming in. You're gonna get your message back, right? So it kind of shows you everything goes inwards and backwards at that time. And we're going to kind of get back into that flow December and January because Venus is going to be retrograde. But in November, we're dancing in between the retrogrades and their shadow periods. So you've got this time of direct movement. And another analogy that I like to use is the spider. In the retrograde times, it's time to sit back and watch the food come to you. In November, which is the direct time, it's a time to actively web, web weave, you know, and put your webs all over the place so that when you go back into the, all right, time to chill and see what comes in mode, then you'll be ready to do that. And the most active web weaving time of the month of November is from around November 3rd through November 17th because November 3rd is when the wear off of the Mercury retrograde is done, the post shadow. The pre-shadow of Venus retrograde starts November 18th, and then it starts to be retrograde December 19th and goes retrograde through the end of January, and then that post-shadow period lasts till the beginning of March. And Venus rules love, beauty, money, finance, you know, self-esteem, design projects, a lot, uh, basically a lot. So you really wanna take as big advantage or as much advantage of the time where you're not in that flow to do the things that are good to do in direct time, because you've got this power you know, a couple of weeks in that zone of the third through the 17th where you're free from both of them. Now I'm going to put some onus on you to utilize my Venus retrograde resources. Search for Annie Botticelli Venus retrograde YouTube. In 20 minutes, you'll get up to speed on my Venus retrograde um, must knows and the do's and don'ts because there's so much that is covered and so many like don't do these things during Venus retrogrades if you can help it that you need to know because some of those things you might have been pending to do that would have fallen into December, January, you might be able to push those up to that nice window in November. And if you know about all this stuff ahead of time, you can line up with the energies or you can put it off till after that whole cycle, but at least you'll be informed. Okay, we're not gonna go into all of those things now because it would take up the whole video. I'll talk a little bit more about them next month in the December reports, but you'll wanna get up on those, so do that. Also, I have a Venus retrograde through the signs and houses blog series at anyhelpsyou.com. Okay, so something, let's see what else I want to talk about there. So basically the things for the, the active web weaving, launches, big purchases, houses, cars, boats, devices, you know, anything like that, big sales, um, anything having to do with um, signing contracts, agreements, investments, having clarity for decisions that are big like that, engagements, weddings, big parties, trips, things like that are all beautiful in that active, um, that active time and also planning for the future. So November can be a time where more clarity is starting to come in about future plans. Okay, so 
let's see what else I want to talk about. All right, so let's talk about Scorpio, Sag, and Capricorn movements of the personal planets and how that affects Gemini in particular, okay? We have a strong continued energy of planets in Scorpio. So we've got the sun there, Mars is starting the aspect there, and for Geminis, this is an awkward angle, okay? You don't have to be afraid of it, you don't have to be nervous about it, you just need to know about it because emotions and intimacy and close personal relationships are putting pressure and in some cases putting you know some fire out of your you know your enthusiasm for certain things now it might be that somebody close to you is giving you advice and maybe you know that it's true but you don't want to deal with it and a lot of this stuff could be centered around your health gemini's have a tendency to burn themselves out and to um you know have the fire burning at both ends. And you are gonna be so busy this month. This is such an active time for Geminis. It's the closing up of the Gemini Sagittarius eclipse cycle that started in around March of 2020. So you've been going through a sequence of activated life changes from March 2020 now, through, through now. And those things are reaching their final conclusion. Maybe not final, final, right? We'll call it the conclusion of the book or the conclusion of the chapter, and then the next book in the series or the next chapter is going to start after now. But there's definitely some tangible wrap up that's occurring at this time. And people close to you might be putting some pressure on you to take in certain things into consideration. You might be getting some heat in your personal relationship, some stress, some unresolved things, or that you've got some emotions that are causing you some physical problems. Geminis have a really great way of seeing the bright side of things and through just kind of taking action regardless of how they feel. Um, but this might be a time to sit with some emotions and deal with some inner things or things that might be emotionally holding you back from the things that you want. It's also really important to know that with this eclipse cycle and this eclipse season, November and December being the strongest part of the season, is that radical change is a definite for many, 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 many people, especially Geminis and Sages, okay, or people with Gemini and Sag placements. And you'll feel like you have your finger stuck in a, a socket, you know, like I said, the anxiety, sleeplessness, things like that. But part of why I talk so much about these eclipses is because the ecliptic is also that where the energies of the North and South Node are. And the energies of the North and South Node are our highest expression this lifetime, our Dharma, the North Node, and our south node, the karma, the gifts and lessons and things that we came in to learn and the things that we already came in having figured out that can serve us on our way of our highest path. So you can't really have an eclipse time without having deep unconscious ancestral garbage and opportunities come up to have the, the, the decks cleared. This has been a major karma clearing time for Gemini placements. So you might see something that you've been avoiding you know doing and it might have to do with forgiveness of somebody else and that could be part of how the scorpio energies are also coming in but your personal relationships have been in flux they've been having a lot of opportunities they've been changing people have been coming in some people have been going out big hellos big goodbyes and so you're you're still kind of in that zone where, where that's happening. And you're also more defining yourself and your purpose and what you're here to do and who you are and how you wanna be known. So a lot of activity along those fronts is going on and you know, you have a chance to ask yourself, are you living in your highest destiny? What ways can you be doing that? What things do you have to let go of to live with more joy and live you know, with more presence and focus on your highest expression? 
So as this eclipse cycle is ending, we're also starting the Taurus-Scorpio eclipse cycle. So the last Gemini-Sag polarity one is happening at the beginning of December, and we're feeling that now. But in November, we also have on the 19th a full moon lunar eclipse at 27 degrees of Taurus. That starts out the new cycle that runs from the end of 2021 to the end of 2023. The last time that cycle happened was the end of 2012 through the end of 2014. So you can see what types of changes happened in those times. And a lot of those themes will come back again. If something bad happened in that time, it doesn't mean something bad will happen again in this time. But it does tend to bring things to deal with, and the degree to which you learned the lessons then is a degree to which you'll have blessings from them now. And if you have more things to learn that weren't integrated, you'll have an opportunity to do it again and then you can clear it out then. But the two areas that are being activated now for the next couple of years are your intuition versus logic, your inner world versus your outer world, your duty versus your inspiration. And so these themes are going to be coming up now and are going to be coming up for the next couple of years. Also addictions and the mental clutter and you know, thinking too much and um, not activating or converting into something tangible all the ideas you have. You know, there's kind of a bouncing around of ideas versus experience, ideas versus manifestation, thoughts versus creations. And so you've got a cycle of a couple of years to really work with which of your ideas you really want to ground into the physical reality what things are standing in the way of that and you know what choices can you make and, and for a lot of Gemini's this is going to be really centered around meditation which is maybe one of the hardest things for Gemini's to do but even if it's like a walking meditation or a hemisync you know hemisphere synchronizing meditation that helps to get you out of excess beta the, the beta waves in your brain state can be very excessive, especially with the way Gemini's um, run through every day with you know your, your physical circuits, your mental circuits, and those things can have an effect on your health. So psychological imbalances, creating health imbalances, physical health imbalances are another um, series of topics that are coming up for Gemini. So we'll be talking about more of this over the eclipse cycles in the next couple of years, but if you want to have um, an understanding of a deeper understanding of how these eclipses might affect you, then I have an eclipse series and I'll tell you which ones are for you. So you can go to Annie Helps You, or actually not Annie Helps You, it's on my Annie Botticelli YouTube homepage. At the bottom, there's an eclipse series. The ones for you to watch, all Gemini's, um, eclipses in Taurus, eclipses in Sagittarius, um, and then also eclipses in Pisces, or the 12th house, because that's where this is focused. Now, if you are a June born or 10 to 29 degrees, I also recommend you watch my eclipses in Aquarius or the 11th house video because in the whole house chart, all Geminis have this eclipse energy happening in the 12th house. But from the Placidus chart perspective, the later you are in degree or date, the more it shifts towards that 11th house. So if we don't include that, we're missing an important piece. Okay, so for those of you who are in the June born and uh, 10 to 29 degrees, 
additional themes that will be present over the next couple of years are yourself in a group, yourself as the individual, your creative individual expression versus lending your creative energy towards a group or a purpose. Um, finding your individuality away from the group and holding your, your individuality in the group while you're part of something bigger. <laughs> These are themes that are going to be coming up as well as friendships and you know, seeing who you're finding resonance with and that process of you know, your creative expression and your social groups. So these are all things that are really busy and active for Geminis to be um, coming up. But in general, like I said, it is one of my favorite months of the whole year. It is a very active time, which Geminis love. It has a massive amount of potential for clearing karma, stepping onto your highest expression in amazing ways. Definitely check out my Venus retrograde resources and definitely check out the other eclipse videos that I listed because those will give you even more information on how you can use all of the sparkling possibilities at this time. Well, as usual, I've given you lots of information to help you make the most of the starry opportunities. If you'd like even more information, you can go to AnnieHelpsYou.com, which is where you can connect in with my podcast, all of my blog sites, my books, my courses. I've got all kinds of free goodies. So you can check all that out at AnnieHelpsYou.com. You can check out my school, LoomLife.com, L-U-M-E, Life.com. That's my school, Luminous Life Multiversity. And if you'd like to be a professional astrologer or just learn astrology because you love it and you want to help yourself and your friends, you can see my course there, Becoming a Professional Astrologer Mastery Course. If you think I go into a lot of details with the free offerings that I do every month, then you should see the details I go into in the comprehensive, organized nature of this course that will equip you to do whatever you'd like to do with astrology. I hope you have a wonderful month and I'll see you next month. Bye!